1: It's time to get inside the Giants Huddle. huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. In the Giants Mobile. Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network.
0: Welcome into the Giants Huddle Podcast for this rapid reaction to the Giants' loss to the Eagles in the NFC divisional round. My name is Madeline Burke, joined today by Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara. And Sean, the Giants went down to Philly fell to the Eagles 38 to 7 in a game that from the start was decisively in favor of Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, very disappointing night uh for for the team. Obviously, there was so much excitement leading up to this game and you know, everybody was riding high after that big win in Minnesota and and getting a chance to move on to the second round of the playoffs and against a familiar opponent, chance for redemption. Um, you know, we talked all week long about, man, you know, what Giants team is going to show up and you know, the week 14 was a debacle from the get-go. Down 21 nothing early on. Uh, first position of that game in week 14, two sacks. Um, just never never could get into the game. And this game ended up being deja vu. I think for the Giants, the disappointing part is just not that they lost the game as much as the way that they played. And I think that they're, they're going to you know, it's a long bus ride home. You're, you're thinking over the plays, everything, how it went down. When you watch film, you're going to look and say, man, we did not put our best foot forward in that game. So that, that's always a tough pill to swallow. You know, I, I think, look, the Eagles are a better team. Like, if you look at their rosters right now, you would take the Eagles roster over the Giants roster. You know, I think we, after the week 14 loss, we called it, it was basically all pro team versus all Joe team. Um, you know, and then Dexter Lawrence and Saquon made the Pro Bowl. So that's not 100% accurate, but, this uh, this was a, a, a tough game, and I think for the Giants, they needed. You're on the road, you got to start fast, and they did not do that. Uh, first drive of the game, um, you know, third and three, Daniel Jones gets sacked. Fourth and eight, they decide to go for it. Don't get it. Um, that that was a big blow. I think I think that was a huge momentum swing for the Eagles' favor. And then their next possession, Daniel Jones throws a pick to James Bradbury on a blitz. Um, and it's like, all right, here comes the avalanche, and you can kind of hear it, you could feel it, and it was like, all right, they got to find a way to put a stop to this, and they couldn't do it. Went three and out on their next three possessions, and that was pretty much it. You go into halftime, and it's like, all right, we're down twenty nothing. Yeah. You know what? It's the the percentage of being able to come back and get into this game is is pretty slim. So yeah, uh, definitely tough, tough to see, tough to watch. Um, you know, and I know as a player, it's always tough to have an ending like that. Um, because you never, you're not going to get another chance with that group of guys. Right. Like every locker room is different every single year.
0: Well, and I mean, you mentioned that twenty-eight to nothing at the halftime, and people on social media are saying, well, you know, we saw what happened with Jacksonville and the Chargers, and you know, this and that, but it, it was just such a hole and. You know, we talked about how much the Giants' offense struggled a bit in the beginning of this game, but the Philadelphia offense seemed to be clicking. I mean, that early touchdown drive, you see Xavier McKinney slipping on a pick route, uh, Dallas Goddard, you know, getting the ball right there. They were getting beat by him all day. Um, But the rushing game, the running game, 268 yards on the ground for the Philadelphia Eagles. You can't be giving up that many yards uh, and expect to be in this game, Sean.
1: No, the tackling was really sloppy tonight. And, and I think when you look back at last week against the Vikings, the tackle, tackling was excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, every single time, if it was Justin Jefferson getting a catch, he was boom, he was down. Dalvin Cook down. There was not a lot of yards after contact or yards after the catch. This is the way the Eagles dominated people all season long, though. Like I feel like a month ago, everybody was saying, wow, are the Eagles the best team in the NFL, not just the NFC? And, you know, the, the answer to that was yes, because of the way that they were playing bully ball. Like, they have the best offensive line in the league. They were gashing people on the run game. Jalen Hurts was was hurting people. And his impact, not just his ability to run the ball, but his ability to freeze that edge defender and respect his run, opened up running lanes for Miles Sanders and Gainwell and Boston Scott. We saw that come to fruition tonight. I kind of flashed back to earlier this year. I think they rushed for 300 yards against the Tennessee Titans maybe one week. And then the next week, they throw for 360 yards. So they were the most balanced offense all year long. And yet, the last three to four games of the season, they did not look like themselves. So when you saw that happening to the Eagles, and when you saw the Giants playing their best football, you felt like, you know what? this could be a more of an even match and it didn't turn out to be that way.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, Jalen Hurts was out with that shoulder injury for a couple of games. We saw Gardner Minshew at the end of the regular season. We saw Gardner Minshew at the end of this game uh because of how decisively the Eagles were winning. But you mentioned the tackling, too. It almost looked to me like the players were so focused on trying to force the ball to come out that they were forgetting to get the guy on the ground first, right?
1: Yeah, it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't look like hey, the first guy that got there, you know, w- was was making any you know, sure tackles and it wasn't stopping the momentum. Um, they just, they were more physical. It seemed like they were a little bit faster, one step ahead, uh, you know, on both on offense and defense. Um, you know, the Eagles defense was suffocating. Uh, you know, watching the offense, it did not feel like Daniel Jones could breathe in that pocket. Every time he dropped back in a five-step drop, it looked like he was avoiding somebody before he even had a chance to even hitch. So that that's no way to to really set your quarterback up for success. Um, you know certainly Evan Neal had some struggles tonight he was on the ground way too much Um, you know really struggled with the speed rush uh, from Hassan Reddick. but the offensive line as a whole I I thought did not do a great job passing off a lot of the twists that the Eagles were running against them and that's always one of the hardest things to pass off when you're you know you haven't played um, you know 35 games together and you don't have that continuity so uh, they definitely took advantage of that aspect of it um I, I think it's disappointing for the giants though to not have the production on third down that you can't stay on the field you can't get in a rhythm when you're going three and out they they converted one third down in the first half and uh, that really put them behind the eight ball
0: yeah a really tough ending to the season you know losing in the playoffs is always an, a, a weird feeling brian Dable called it a crash landing after what was a really special team for this 2022 new york giants football team and a lot of the guys mentioned it in their post-game comments, saying how close and how special this group was. You know, Saquon Barkley talking about how he wants to be a giant for life. Daniel Jones kind of acknowledging that the special group that there was here. But you mentioned it, Sean, that this is this group is not going to be the same next year because for a myriad of reasons, you know, free agency, you know, signing. People come and go every year from a team. Uh, how do you begin to process that as as a player, as a, you know, somebody, as a fan?
1: It's tough. That's always the ugliest side of the game, the business side of it, and then the finality of it. Hey, you know, we we were all – had our heads, hey, we win this game, we're going to the NFC Championship game, and, you know, you're thinking Super Bowl or bust, um, and then you feel like somebody pulled the rug off from underneath you, and now it's like, man, you're going to come in tomorrow, do an exit physical, clean out your locker, and you're going to say goodbye to some guys that you may never never see again. Uh, That's always tough. I think it's also, you know – you look at it like, you know, this this was growing a good growing growth moment for a lot of these players. Um, you know, a lot, for a lot of these players, they never played in a playoff game. So as much as you're disappointed about the fact that, all right, hey, this ended, Leonard Williams had never played in a playoff game, Saquon Barkley, um, you know, until last week was his first playoff game, same with Daniel Jones. So you kind of look at the season, it takes you a couple of days to kind of really like, okay, you know what? This was special, and you know this was really unique. This was great that we were able to do this. Nobody, nobody picked the Giants to be in the playoffs when the season started. Um, so, huge accomplishment from that standpoint. Um, I, I think There's a plenty of things for them to be proud of. Um, you know, there were some big moments this season, some big games. I, I think the game in London was, was one that they'll all re, all reflect back on. Like that was a good team building um, experience. You know, I know we played in two thousand seven in London game felt the same way like that was team bonding spent a lot of time together playing buses the hotel you're kind of in a um you know an, an, an unknown territory together so there's a lot of that growth but you mentioned the chemistry this team all season long you could feel it they cared about each other they wanted to work um and I think that starts at the top with Brian Dable he did a great job bringing these guys together making it fun making them enjoy the work the work Look, the work stinks, you know, the work sucks, but if you can have fun doing it together, um, it makes it bearable. And I think that's what this team really did. And of course every every great team has a great hype band. So I think Sterling Shepard um stepped up to the plate in that department.
0: Yeah, Sterling Shepherd, you know, going down with that season ending injury, a lot of players could look at that and say, Wow, okay, this is it. Sterling Shepherd was present, was there every day, was wearing custom T shirts with different teammates on it, hyping his teammates up. Uh, The loudest cheerleader you've ever had, and that that is kind of an incomparable uh, thing to have. And, you know, you mentioned Brian Dable, incredible first year for the first time, head coach, getting his first playoff win as well. And just the way that this team was, you know, you see them on the field, off the field, in the locker room, breaking a sweat, playing ping pong against each other, offense and defense, just kind of a lot of camaraderie in this locker room, a really special group and what was expected out of this group and what was accomplished i think you know julian love said after the game hey i don't believe in moral victories but you know call it what you want this was a you know positive trajectory for this giants team and a lot to build off of as we start the era of the brian dable and the gm joe shane and this direction of the organization
1: i think everybody was looking for progress right can this team make progress from what we saw last year and the year before answer to that is absolutely. And I think Brian Dable has done that. You know, They brought him here to, to bring progress to the team. And can you fix Daniel Jones? Can, can you get the most out of him? Um, can you help him grow into the player that you drafted him sixth overall to be? And I think he answered both those questions. And I think Mike Kafka is a big part of that too. How about Brian Dable, get your first time as a head coach and you have a decision to make. Am I going to be the offensive coordinator or am I going to hand that over to somebody else? He didn't just hand it over to, uh, you know, a, a coordinator that had done it, that that is that is a veteran of it. He handed it to a guy who had never done that before, Mike Kafka, and I think Mike Kafka did a great job. When you look at all the variables and the different receiver rotations that he had, I mean, at one point, I think week seven there was a different leading receiver every single every single week because guys were dropping like flies. Wanda Robinson's out. Kadarius Tony gets traded. Shepard goes down. Um, you know, even Slayton was in and out a little bit. Um, so that, that's tough. That's tough. Dana Bellinger has the eye injury. He's out. Um, you know, it's tough as an offensive coordinator to try to create all these schemes and plays, and you've got a lot of, you know, variable changes and a lot of guys coming in and out. So I, I think there's a lot to build on with that. Um, you know, I think this team, now when you look at it, they'll have a chance this offseason to continue to build this roster with guys that fit this scheme and fit what they're doing offensively. Certainly there are some economic things that have to happen. You know, everybody knows the Giants have been up against a salary cap this whole year, so they're going to need to find a way to massage some of those things. And the two biggest questions are really Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Um, I know they'd love to keep them both. You know, in the NFL, it's, a, it's, you know, it's not always feasible. So uh, we'll see how that all unfolds, you know. And you, you may end up signing one and tagging one. Um, You know, hopefully you could sign them both. You know, that'd be great. And that's where Joe Shane's going to have to make his money.
0: Yeah, that's where Joe Shane and the math comes in. And, you know, you mentioned how, you know, Dable hit it over the keys to Mike Kafka, who had never called plays before, first-time offensive coordinator. And that just is a testament to who Brian Dable is and the imprint he made on this team. Not just putting his belief in his coaching staff, in Kafka, in Wink Martindale, but also in his players that we saw from week one, calling go for it on fourth down, calling go for two saying to these players, both verbally and by his actions, I believe in you guys, and that is what resonated, and that is what really led to so much success on the football field for this 2022 New York football Giants team.
1: Yeah, I think Brian Dable did a great job of that. And look, he came into this franchise and this organization with instant credibility. He has three Super Bowl rings that he won um, in, in the five yeah. Um, as assistant coach. Th- three of them, I think, were in New England. Mm-hmm. He won a national championship down in Alabama. So he's mm-hmm. been to the big dance. He's been to the mountaintop. He's seen that. But then when you bring – you see him around the players and he's saying, hey, look, I'm going to create these wrinkles with Saquon. We're, we're running the wildcat. We're doing these trick plays. And lets them have kind of a say in some of that and have stock in some of that. I think it really endears your players to you as a coach. And when players have equity, like they appreciate it more and then and they – they feel like hey we're a part of the process and you could tell on both sides of the ball that these players felt that
0: that's a wrap for our rapid reaction our last one of the 2022 nfl season giants fall to the eagles 38 to 7 in what they call a crash landing after a special 2022 season but we will keep you up to date with all the latest on the giants podcast family network all of it stay tuned to giants.com Giants social media all that good stuff Keep up to date with your big blue news in the off season for the Super Bowl champ, Sean O'Hara. My name is Madeline Burke. Thanks for listening tonight. We'll see you soon.